0: hello everyone and welcome to untold stories from below the line i'm maggie
1: my name is nathan
0: and it is sunday uh, april 19th 2020 um 7 10 p.m um and this is day number 34 of quarantine for me
1: and the day 35 for me
0: yeah and we are quarantining due to covid 19 as most of you probably know um, so we are here, we are ready to talk about the industry, even though it is mostly still shut down, <laughs> um, but we are learning a lot in this today's, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about um, what the industry looks like while we're in COVID-19 and, and how it's actually still running.
1: Yeah, there's um, a lot happening, you know, like every day is just something new, Um in the world and just like in the entertainment industry itself
0: yeah we're getting so much content out there so fast even though we're not together
1: yeah and there's a lot of uh development that's going on there's a bunch of uh what is it screenwriters who are like submitting work more than ever because executives and like showrunners have more time to read and stuff like that yeah and so they're Picking up a lot of projects, I I think, in development.
0: I mean, there's going to be so much content that's going to have to be released because we've missed out on a lot of precious, like, you know, shooting time. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times we are getting out of pre-production. I mean, at least from my knowledge, usually we're getting out of pre-production and we're really shooting, you know, getting into shooting mode, like in May and um, mm-hmm. June especially. So... Uh, it's interesting that we're not maybe going to be doing that, but there's some new regulations uh, being discussed by the studios, and maybe we'll go over the, some of the articles we've found. Um,
1: yeah, that recent article by Deadline was pretty interesting on uh, the reopening of Hollywood and how that's going to look like and the types of protocols that executives and studios are talking about, um, none of which has been set in place Um because they're still trying to figure out the good way to go about it. Maybe they're going to have people come in an hour earlier uh, so they are so they get tested and only those who pass the tests they get to work. It, it's kind of it's going to change the process of who is hired.
0: Right. It's going to so change how are they gonna... our industry for sure.
1: Yeah, and so I'm kind of curious on to how how the uh, hiring process is going to be.
0: Yeah, and how you secure your team in fully knowing that they are going to be well enough to work. um, And, you know, I don't know, like, if they're going to be well enough to work throughout the entire process of, like, a six-month shoot. Um, We're going to look into that a little bit later. But for right now, let's talk about what we've been doing in our weeks in quarantine. Just, like, a catch-up.
1: Yeah. um, Just yesterday, I... I actually volunteered for a testing site, um, which was pretty interesting. Um,
0: I know. We ramped up our house uh, health initiatives. Yeah. <laughs> now like we have we're... a quarantine
1: section. Yeah. As soon as you walked in. I told somebody yesterday that we had a small section and yeah. at the entrance of our house. And they're like, oh, my God. You're so prepared. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> like, you your girl got asthma.
0: Yeah. Your girl got yeah. asthma and, like, you know, had some... You know, shitty respiratory stuff going on yeah. um, for most of my life. So I'm very happy we have a nice little area now, and I wish I could volunteer with you.
1: It, and you know what? What was so crazy is it felt like I was in production. Like it felt like I was on a film set or a set of any kind. It just felt very familiar, and especially since people who are volunteering they were also freelancers in production you had like i met two producers there um and i met uh an actress there and there was a a pa there it was just all very familiar and so we basically we were running the testing site just like a production but um obviously the the goal was to get through the appointments and on a set it would be to get through the shots
0: (laughs) right that's a very different uh I guess like goal, but at the yep. same time, very much the same. Um, so, did you guys have walkie talkies? Is that how it you worked? know?
1: It's so funny you asked that because uh, I was talking to the fire, uh, the fire department guy. Uh, he was uh, the only contact for uh, the uh, FD there, and he was telling me that we should have walkies on set, at least three. One for their, you know, our base camp where it was called the cold zone. So, um, that's the area where you know, you should keep your mask on, but it's not as um, contagious, or it's just you know it's a cold zone, mm-hmm. and then you have your warm zone, and then the hot zone is where it's like uh, you have to have like a full on suit because you're interacting with people who have appointments. Um, but the warm zone is just uh, make sure you have your gloves. To you have to have two masks on um and and yeah but uh yeah we uh we were talking about having at least like three walkies for um, each at zone. the testing site yeah for each zone um i think it would just in- improve i mean every day they're trying to come up with a better way to go about it so i like mean efficiency. they're learning yeah, yeah they're learning as they go
0: they need an ad <laughs>
1: That, yeah, I mean, like, it felt like there was uh, a production coordinator because she was basically um, sort of running the whole set, but like coordinating, but then she also kind of seemed like it, it almost felt like she was the AD as well.
0: Right, yeah. Because
1: she was telling people where to go and what yeah. to do.
0: You always need a um, ringleader of some sort. Mm
1: hmm. So definitely.
0: Um, that's awesome. I was so proud of you for doing that. It's the more, you know, you more help, the more, you know, we can, um, I mm-hmm. don't know, we can get everyone back to work and. We were at one of the testing sites just to test for COVID-19, but there are some antibody testings going on in Mm -hmm. LA as well. And Mm -hmm. I'm really hoping some of these will, uh, you know, be able to help us out. Um, Were any of those people inspired um, to start creating? Did you guys get to like, you know, how you guys are going to get back to work at all? Were they hopeful?
1: I, the thing is, is that nobody knows when we're going back so it's it's kind of hard to talk about that when we don't know what's going to happen and when it's right. going to happen and when you
0: have appointments of 200 cars <laughs> yeah. lining up and
1: i i know that if anything their work is probably is going to be related to covid-19 whether it's like mm. shooting something for those organizations that are out there helping out people who are infected with the virus um so just one of the producers I met on set, um, works for the organization I was working for, uh, I was volunteering for, and he is going to be, uh, shooting some content with that organization.
0: Where is he going to be shooting it? Like how do how do they even do that? I mean, we work at a stage and we are open.
1: Well, they're allowed to, since they work for that organization, mm-hmm.
0: they're just going to shoot it there. They're just
1: going to, you know, shoot it there because they're already there. Mm-hmm.
0: I see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering, like, when we open up, if we're going to get that kind of content um, coming through the stages. And, you know, inspiration-wise, we're all being inspired, you know, in a way, I guess you could say. Maybe some people aren't. But we all have this time. We have this time to create all this content. Like you were saying, the, the screenwriters are creating all this content, and the showrunners are able to read it. And it's like, you know, we have all of this, but, like, are we able to then put our creativity Mm -hmm. out there? Are we even able to make this stuff? And is the creativity of Hollywood going to halt for a little while? Is it going to be just COVID-19 stuff? Is it going to be very health-related? Is it going to be very small commercial work?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure with the aspect of storytelling, but I know from what we learned uh, at being at the testing site, some of those protocols will definitely be passed on through... Um, when creating those stories and so we'll probably follow some of those um, similar guidelines and rules yeah. Um, like we what we were doing on that um testing site for sure
0: yeah and we talked a little bit about that last week with our podcast of that like we were both on set during the beginning of the pandemic when people didn't really know what was going on and what we were gonna you know how it was all gonna roll out mm-hmm. um and I think it's kind of gonna look similar but on a like 10 times 10 it's gonna look different and um I guess I can kind of direct us back into, Uh, What does the media look like now? I mean, we have been in quarantine for a month now. um, And I have to say, within that month, within 35 days, um, they were able to put together like a Disney sing-along. We had um, a giant, there was a giant concert the other day. Yeah,
1: I heard. um,
0: uh, With Lady Gaga. I mean, they had, oh, the Tiger King and I um, I didn't get with to
1: see that. Joel
0: McHale. I started watching it. It's very interesting. It's all interviews with the cast um, by by Skype.
1: And yeah, so I was gonna ask. So this is all through like all Skype, and Skype. it was
0: very much um, Joel McHale. Very much put his opinion throughout. I spoilers, but he does put his opinion in there. I mean, like I think that he didn't invite a few people. <laughs> it was enough. very obvious who he liked the best. Um, But it was really fast. I mean, people fell in love with Tiger King within, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then what he put out that... Like, how did... How? Who... Who... What? How? Um, Who was, like, secretly working through Zoom? I mean, like, what producers are still out there making money? Um, Who is, like, really the mastermind behind our TV right now?
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of these talk shows are doing facetimes or skypes or zooms through the show and so it's so interesting to see everybody at home um with their families and trying to work at the same time
0: yeah and it's funny yeah it's funny you get to see all these celebrity homes and i saw an article of like or was it an article or was it it was something where it was like you know people are kind of judging celebrities homes now (laughs) and it's like who has the the best home who has the weirdest home um and there's some like weird celebrity homes Um, out there. But I'm just very impressed with it. I'm very impressed with everyone because, I mean, there's even SNL who's like putting out this stuff. And the more and more I'm watching, I mean, I talked about it a little last week, but I think like now I'm like even more amazed. Um, How do you create content in this completely different platform so quickly while you're also trying to live through it? Like, it's like you're trying to build a ladder as you're climbing it. Like, whoa.
1: Yeah, I really want to ask the person who's doing all that like behind the scenes kind of putting it all together uh, just to see how it all works
0: i mean you gotta switch cameras you gotta switch you know who's talking to who on the tv um and i it almost makes me regret not i mean it doesn't make it doesn't really make me regret those um but going into the uh the broadcasting uh, parts of broadcasting um, mm. in at Columbia because I think I would have kind of at least like a couple classes because I think that would have been really interesting on how they like switch between shots and stuff and being yeah. in a broadcasting truck and and just being or like, in the
1: control room yeah, i want to know like room. i mean i bet they're working harder than ever <laughs>
0: yeah and i thought you know tv like the news tv like that that broadcasting doesn't really intermix with our world and that's so untrue i worked a game show as a pa and learned about the control room heavily and how the ad con- like actually ad and stage manager and control room are completely one right wow. and they switch for the producers so like you know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, go to this shot. Okay, and switch to him. And it's like, that's all thats all broadcasting. That's not, you know, film. Um, yet we're all working together. So I'm wondering, like, you know, are, is it now that film people are helping the broadcasting people with their stuff? Like, you know, how are we?
1: I feel like we are coming together is one. Um, because, I mean, there are different departments. I mean, you have film, you have television, you mm-hmm. have news. And... There's so many um, media outlets, and I feel like we're all learning from each other.
0: Yeah, and I think the introduction to YouTube also, like, really has changed the game, too, because you have the broadcasting side, and then you have us, the film, you know, industry people, and then you have, like, YouTubers who are now able to produce things for news networks. So you have, like, the beginning of the Disney sing-along, they had this whole you know, produced thing. And it was, it was them. I mean, it was the actors themselves who filmed it. Because, I mean, we know there's no one in their house, like, filming right. them. They, you know, gave it to an editor who, by the way, editors are probably killing it right now.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those are definitely still working.
0: <laughs> Although, I don't know. You know, that's something I want to bring into next episode. Maybe we, we think you know, do some research on what editors are actually receiving and as, you know, work. Because... Although there's a lot of things to edit for COVID nineteen, I mean it's just COVID nineteen. What else is there to edit besides COVID nineteen and the shows that are already shot? Mm. We're gonna run out of content yeah. for them to edit at some point. Um, although, you know, who knows? So I would like to do some research, ask some people and
1: we do have a friend who's an editor. We do so have a friend we who's can an bring editor her on.
0: That would be really cool to bring her on. Um, yeah. I'm hoping maybe we can reach reach out. Um, but we have a few friends we want to reach out to. And mm-hmm. I wonder if they know any editors. But the gamers and editors, they say, have been killing the game.
1: That's good to hear.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I think editors are probably the most, like, they're probably working the most out of all of us right now. Mm-hmm. Um but when we do get back to work, let's get back to that article that we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast, which um, you had read. We had both read mm-hmm. about um, you had sent it to me. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it was just about how, uh, you know, what they are saying that the, the studios are going to be doing when we get back to work and and their ideas. I guess nothing's official yet, but like what are you know, what we are actually we might be looking like um, when we all return.
1: I feel like productions are definitely going to have people come in earlier, uh, so that they are tested Mm -hmm. and so that then, you know, if these tests, I'm sure that they're going to give them the results into like, uh, from like 15 to 20 minutes. And so I'm pretty sure they might have to even wait longer. Mm -hmm. That's why they want to bring people a bit earlier. Wow. Um, it's going to be a whole process in the beginning, but once, you know, you, you pass the test, you know, you get to go straight to work but even then i mean um who knows we might like have to wear masks i know that they were talking about having doors with no doorknobs and they're all going to be push, uh push oh, through that's doors right. you did
0: say that and and i did read that and it was interesting because we both work at a studio of sorts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um you know I, I don't know if we can install a lot of those doors in certain places um, and, and how expensive that will be, especially when we're just trying to come back from all of this.
1: Yeah, um, I'm also wondering about the equipment because it also said in the article about um, having crew members bring their own equipment. But uh-huh. I I don't think every gaffer has everything they need <laughs> right. to bring To set, I mean, they usually get it. They might.
0: I mean, they have a lot of tools that they could probably use But when it comes to, like... But when it
1: comes to, like, heavy equipment, like lighting equipment, mm -hmm. or...
0: Or even um, expendables very much are, mm -hmm. you know, bought by production. Those are
1: things that run out, and they're going to need to be replaced on that same day when they're on set. So I'm really interested to see how um, rental houses... Um, are going to handle that?
0: Yeah, I mean, we are. You know, we work for a stage, but the stage is connected to a rental house, and we work out of a rental house. And what does? I mean, we are at this point. I mean, we always wipe down the equipment. That's just protocol, anyway. Um, but now, is it? You know, is it a disinfectant wipe? And where are we going to find that disinfectant? Mm-hmm. Um, because you know that we <laughs> we are pretty much out at this point. Um, so you know, yeah. I mean, it's very interesting. Um, thinking that, you know, I, I, also, you had told me it was going to take like an hour and a half, like per person.
1: They're going to be bringing people an hour earlier than their call what? time, I would assume. And Yeah, then, is the testing
0: going to be paid? Or is that something that is something that you have to do on your time?
1: Well, that's another thing. I'm very curious onto like insurance wise. And mm, I know yeah. that these people who uh, are brought onto these SUTs might have to sign a form that tells them that they're going to go into a high-density area and, um, yeah. you know, basically saying, you know, you, if you're willing to take the job, then, you know, anything could happen mm-hmm. at that point.
0: Right. And, I mean, it's interesting because this whole process, I mean, isn't going to be used across America. I mean, I, I, meaning that that in Hollywood, we have the resources and we have the capacity to do so but i think with these new you know these states that usually have tax breaks for us and who you know i mean maybe new york will be able to they might have more studio space they might have more um of the like just general film population to keep it going maybe atlanta um, but at the same time, a lot of the tax breaks are going to be going away because states can't afford to have us there anymore. And mm. Hollywood, it, it might go through a boom. Um, I was uh, on this Zoom meeting. Uh, my old professor invited me to this Zoom meeting with a, um, an AD, a professional AD, um, DGA, big, big Hollywood AD. And he said, you know, this is my opinion, but I think that Hollywood is going to experience another boom like it did um, when it first came to be. And 10 years ago, we got all those tax breaks from other states to be able to film. And now we don't really have that anymore. And is Hollywood going to boom again? Are we going to see an influx of jobs, an influx of people coming here, Mm. moving here, trying to find their dreams? Because it is going to be kind of the hub of that.
1: Yeah. So L.A. would probably be that place to be for work.
0: Yeah. In the film and entertainment industry. Yeah, probably. Especially. And I'm wondering, like you know, we have a very strict governor when it comes to COVID-19, which I'm like, yay, yeah. this is wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and he's wonderful. Um, but I wonder what he's going to kind of put in place so that we're safe. Um, and I wonder if he's going to say, you know, no gatherings more than 30 people. If he says that, I mean, that would mostly.
1: They're definitely going to cut down on uh, crew members to see who mm-hmm. need who. Who are the most important ones that essentials. need to be, yeah, the essentials that have to be on set. And, um, as for other people, I would say like the editor or, you know, like, cause I know that some of these people are brought onto set, um, for like second eyes, I, I mm-hmm. would assume, you know, for uh, after filming.
0: Less PAs, which, which makes me upset. Cause I mean, like, I mean, I'm still a PA. Let's say, let's bl- That's not, I mean, we're stage managers, but we still PA. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we have a lot of friends who PA. And even though we're trying to get out of it, it's like when you're in a bind, you can PA always. You were also saying about how they like might need people to test other people and it it might be like an expendable person who just literally hands out masks or does this or is specifically for disinfecting the entire facility
1: which Um, would cost more money which
0: would cost more money but I mean if you have PAs who are dedicated six feet apart doing certain things for certain protocols I wonder Mm -hmm. if that's going to be introduced just so we can save jobs but at the same time yeah I mean the industry is kind of losing money as we go
1: yeah
0: Um. I think we are going to rise back up because tax breaks and you know and even those states I mean if you're in a state where you feel that that job is going to go away it's never you're never not gonna have work in the entertainment industry I always say that you know whether it's radio whether it's you know the mm-hmm. internet um, it's such a wide broad yeah. place I mean you're and always
1: looking for your next job
0: yeah, and there's such a, I mean, we are a small family if you think about it and we're always trying to help each other out in the entertainment industry. Um, I've learned how small the the world kind of is. Yeah. And we've met people on set that I didn't ever think I would see again. And yep. then all of a sudden, two weeks later, there they are. Um, so I think that we have this family mentality and I'm hoping we can get through this a little bit. Um, but PAs, I'm hoping they can get some work because uh, I know that it becomes kind of your way of not only climbing the ladder, but making money. So, yeah. um, But California is going to be a safe haven for new media and other continuing productions. Um, And I think, you know, going forward, we'll all be okay.
1: Yeah. I I know that, you know, once this all blows over, I feel like we're going to immediately go back into it. And hopefully by then... Uh, we won't have like a protocol set in place of how to go back into it as yeah. safely.
0: And again, hopefully we're going to get that, you know, um, good vaccine that mm-hmm. is going to um, keep us a little bit more Yeah. safe uh, or feel a little bit safe. So snaps for maybe getting some vaccines. Mm-hmm. And we are going to talk about just some places where we can help out. Um, yeah,
1: I think what you can do right now is you don't necessarily have to step out of outside of your house, but there's a lot of, uh, virtual ways to help out. I mean, again, you can always donate, uh, you know, through, you know, certain like donation websites. Um,
0: feed America. Like I said, mm-hmm. last time, um, you can help out. I mean, you, you did a, uh, how did you end up volunteering?
1: So through, I went through LA works and they do third party organizations and so that's how I found out
0: okay so yeah, go through your city
1: yeah and that's how I found out about core which is Sean Penn's um, Mm -hmm. nonprofit organization
0: he was just on the LA news yep
1: yeah they've been on the news a lot lately Um, and so it was it was a really um, great feeling to be a a part of that Um, but yeah I mean there's other ways you can help out Um, I'm also doing a mass challenge so Um, I got a call from LA works and they want me to send like about 20 to 30 masks to a a local hospital that might need them. Yeah. So, um,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Like any way you can help out, there's a lot of different, um, things you can look at on social media. Um, a lot of people are doing different challenges like that mask challenge. Um, I found this really cool GoFundMe. It's called, um, it takes a, it takes our village supporting the people behind the camera who bring our stories to life. Um, and right now, um, they are working with a, um, two organizations um, on the front lines. There, it's a producer um, and another, I think, two producers who are putting on this GoFundMe. And they will be um, donating all this money to the Actors Fund and the Motion Picture and Television Fund. Uh, and those actually help um, a lot of below-the-line workers. So most, you know, scripties and ADs and camera people, anyone, crafty, um, they will be supported through these hard times, especially if they've uh, been through a hardship related to COVID-19. So there's different places you can put your money to, there's different places you can put your mind and your body to, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, no matter what, stay safe. Um, and if it's after the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, after we're posting this, these are still things, you know, you can go out and volunteer with CORE. You can volunteer. Go reach out to your local state or uh, city. Yeah. Um, you know, and these, you know, uh, places where you can donate will still be up and running, I'm sure. hmm in the coming months. So, uh, we are really excited to hopefully talk to our friends soon and yeah, stay safe everyone.
1: Yeah. So stay tuned and we'll see you next week.